This is London Live. Oh, the driver's license. Getting that is a rite of passage. And of course, driver's ed is a great idea. But we're hearing that people are going after fake driver's ed certificates. In fact, to the point that we talked with Maria Bagdona, COO of London, or sorry, COO of Young Drivers, about whether this comes down to a small percentage of humans who are just trying to cheat the system anytime they get a chance? Well, I've been in this industry for 36 years. And, you know, this this business of, you know, trying to cheat on your road test or cheat on what you have to do to uh, meet licensing requirements. I mean, it's been around since I've been around. So, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And in doing so, you might think, hey, hey, I'm getting away with something. Yeah. But it's more of let's let's boil this down. There's a reason we have driver's education. There's a reason insurance companies give you a lower cost for a young driver. And there's a reason why you get your license test earlier when you've completed a driver's education program. We want people to be driving properly, right? Well, that's the idea. You know, the bottom line is that um, effective education can accelerate experience. And, you know, from the Ministry of Transportation's point of view and from the insurance industry's point of view, when you take a course that has had its curriculum vetted and it meets the requirements then, you know, it follows suit. You take the course, you do the time, you gain the experience, you gain the life experience of uh, reviewing situations that you didn't personally live through. And you start off with a higher skill level than someone that has opted not to invest in the training, right? So, so you're starting at a different level. So the insurance industry starts you at a different level. That's just how it rolls. We're talking with Maria Bagdonis, who is the chief operating officer with Young Drivers of Canada. Maria, maybe something we need to outline is what you learn in driver's ed. Because if you don't actually look, you might think, ah, you know, what? I can teach them. I've been driving for a long, long time. I'll show them everything I know. What is it? that you focus on in a driver's education program that maybe somebody like us who thinks, yeah, I'll just, I'll put the 16-year-old in the car and I'll teach them everything they need to know, no problem. What is it that they're going to learn from driver's education that we're not going to teach them? Well, I mean, first and foremost, um, most drivers that are on the road that have um, people in their family or friends that are of driving age you know, haven't been tested since they were a teenager. So how many years of bad habits, you know, are we dealing with? And that's, that's the biggest thing is, is, you know, you're, you're just going to pass along your bad habits to your new driver. So years ago, there was an advertising campaign that said, let a professional teach them to drive. And, you know, we still believe that, you know, second, um, you know, the, the learning atmosphere between a teenager and a parent can be, I don't know, I'm going to use the word volatile. Is that a good one? Uh, you know, there, there's definitely some some tension, some emotion involved. And a new driver will, will generally take constructive criticism 
from an instructor much more easily and readily than they will from a parent unit. You know, and then you get back into all of the stuff that that, you know, we take for granted as licensed drivers that we just don't know how to pass on to our new driver. For example, I had a conversation this morning with a coworker and we were talking about the steps to make a lane change. And the first step that she gave me was to put your signal on. And I said, yeah, but isn't there something that you might self-consciously do first? And after she thought about it, she said, you know, I actually checked my mirror first. I said, right, because if there's vehicles approaching in the other lane, why would you even put your signal on? I said, and that's the difference between an instructor and a regular driver. We understand what these subconscious things are, and we make sure we include that in our education. So, you know, it's actually pretty easy to pass a road test. It's not easy to stay collision-free for the rest of your life. Yeah, kind of unrealistic in that way, but you want to be as prepared as possible. I love the idea that people are, or young people certainly, are more apt to take instruction or be listening when it isn't their parent who's telling them. That makes a lot of sense. I, well, you know, I mean, whether it's the way it's presented or the atmosphere that it's presented or, you know, whether they're just sufficiently motivated to do a good job because they've got skin in the game now. You know, they want this license. They want the independence. They want the freedom. It's really the first massive step into adulthood to be able to drive a car. And because they're motivated, they listen, you know. But, you know, this whole idea of, you know, the fake certificates, it's not good for anyone. It's just, it's not a good thing. And, you know, and it's not going to go away. I mean, it's been around for 30 plus years and it's going to continue for 30 plus years. And the reason they're, you know, the reason it's it continues is because people still do it, right? Maria Bagdona is joining us. Chief Operating Officer with Young Drivers of Canada. And I also wouldn't want to be caught having a fake certificate. And maybe what this story does is it has insurance companies doing more of a, a big dig into this, or you need to provide, I guess, more information than maybe you had to provide in the past. There's certainly ways around it. Maria, as a final note, if somebody is wondering, well, what does it even take to go through driver's ed? What does a program look like? How long does it last? Well, in Ontario, the program has to be 40 hours long. And there are some, um, there are some criteria for, you know, how many hours have to be driving, how many hours have to be non-driving instruction. And then there's a number of hours that can be flexible, you know, whether it be driving or non-driving instruction. And, you know, the best word of advice that I have is that uh, number one, certification is not provided by the school in the province of Ontario. It's actually provided by the Ministry of Transportation. So the school has to submit the information that says this student has completed the required number of hours and here are the marks. The problem is, is when that's that's fake, the schools are usually fly by night. And by the time uh, the, the auditing processes catches up, which could be one to three years in the future, the school is already closed. So there's generally no consequences to the school owner. But, you know, I started thinking, what are the consequences to the driver that has purchased that fake certificate? You know, does the Ministry of Transportation go and take their license away? Maybe that's, you know, maybe that's what has to happen. I don't know. But, you know, bottom line, you get what you pay for. Higher enrollment fees generally mean that you're going to get the curriculum that has been approved and the number of hours that the province requires. And along with that, you're going to get a curriculum that 
doesn't just meet the minimum standards. Like look for brands that have been around a long time, like Young Drivers for 53 years. We've been operating in Canada and, you know, we were here yesterday, we were here today and we will be there into the future to uh, help and assist drivers with, you know, all of the steps that are needed for licensing. Maria, thank you so much for taking some time for us today. Have a great rest of the day. You as well. Maria Bagdona, COO of Young Drivers, talking about fake driver's ed certificates and driver's ed.